how much money does the Big Ten stand to lose due to postponing or canceling the fall football season? How much money do the individual schools stand to lose? And who loses out the most given the economic devastation that all of this lost revenue will cause? It is August 20th, 2020. My name is Robert John Boyle, and you are listening to RJB 365. So how much money does the Big Ten stand to lose? Potentially billions of dollars. How much money do the individual schools stand to lose? Potentially hundreds of millions of dollars. Let's talk about the way this works. There's obviously lost revenue from ticket sales, from concessions, and from parking that will not be incurred because obviously no games are being played in these stadiums. But the biggest chunk has to do with TV rights and commercials. So the Big Ten schools are a part of the Big Ten Conference. The Big Ten Conference owns the Big Ten Network. The Big Ten Network made a deal with Fox Sports for exclusive rights to televise Big Ten games. So the Big Ten Network gets a nice chunk from Fox Sports every single year for those exclusive rights. Plus, they get a cut of the ad revenue from Fox Sports. And then each Big Ten school gets a piece of the pie from the Big Ten Network. Add all that up. The entire conference is losing out on billions and each individual school is losing out on hundreds of millions. Let's take Michigan, for example. I am getting this data from the Equity in Athletics Data Analysis Database. What it tells me is that the University of Michigan Athletic Department brings in about 175 mil every single year. Football accounts for 122 mil of that 175. What that means is that football not only brings in so, so, so much money, but it basically funds the rest of the athletic department and makes it possible for other sports to be played and for other educational activities to be funded that have nothing to do with sports. And that brings me to who loses out the most when football gets canceled. And let's start with scholarships. Now, you lose 122 mil from not having football. I imagine there's still enough money left over to guarantee football scholarships, but volleyball, field hockey, soccer, just to name a few, I think a lot of those scholarships may end up getting cut for the 2021-2022 academic year. Plus, you might have some students who are on full-ride scholarships from out of state who get their scholarships cut because, again, revenue from football also helps to prop up some of the educational departments in these universities. And aside from scholarships, let's think about the bars, hotels, and restaurants that make all of their money off of 
college football season. Now, I'm particularly referring to the hotels near the stadiums, the bars and restaurants with lots of football paraphernalia that are the go-to pregame and postgame spots that are used to getting a bump in revenue during college football season that are building their business models around that bump who have been severely undercut because of the COVID crisis, hoping and expecting to get that bump in revenue to keep them alive. And now that revenue is disappearing. I imagine, I expect, and I predict that many of the bars, restaurants, and hotels in these college towns that are specifically geared towards not only college football, but specifically college football Saturdays are already struggling due to COVID and may not make it out of COVID because they're not getting this revenue that their businesses need in order to basically fill the gap between now and whenever COVID comes to an end. In other news, there is a lot to update since I last talked about this literally two days ago. And the first thing to talk about is a letter that came out from the Big Ten trying to, I guess, create some clarity around why they decided to cancel the season, but it didn't do that at all. There's a few problems with this letter, and the most apparent one is that it still is very, very vague about the data that was used to make this decision. I talked about myocarditis on Tuesday. It wasn't clear that any data about myocarditis specifically was the reason. Really, the only data that was given in the letter was the summation of facts that we already know about the COVID crisis in the U.S. They talked about case count and deaths, but they didn't speak specifically to the risk to 18 to 24 year olds who are playing college football. And so the letter really didn't tell us anything new. But something that's really, really interesting that also came out in the past few days is that it's not clear a vote ever occurred. On Tuesday, or maybe it was Monday when I was explaining this whole situation, I said that a majority vote had occurred by the university presidents and chancellors. That was an assumption. I assumed that in order for a decision like this to be made, that at least a majority of the presidents and chancellors had to be on board. But now, if no vote took place, and really there was just a discussion and a decision made, my next question is, did Kevin Wheeling make this decision or did somebody above him make the decision and he had to be the figurehead for the decision? That would actually make a lot of sense, especially given the fact that Kevin Wheeling's son is going to be playing football at Mississippi State. Kind of weird that the Big Ten that you're the commissioner of can't play football, but your son can play football especially when you supposedly canceled the season because of health and safety concerns. What this tells me, based on the information that we have about this vote, is that maybe Kevin Wheeling didn't want to cancel the season. Somebody above him made that call, and then he had to be the figurehead of it. I don't know. We'll see. And then the last thing that I need to report on is that there actually might be a season in the winter. When I first reported on this, I said that the season had been canceled. And that's what I assumed. If you're going to postpone, then you don't have any plans to really try to make a spring season happen. Then what you really did was cancel the season. But in response to lots of pressure from Ohio State, 
specifically, from Nebraska specifically, and from player parents across the Big Ten who literally showed up at Kevin Wheeling's house and have also started doing lawsuits. All of this pressure seems to be pushing the Big Ten to actually make a season starting in early January and finishing in late April possible. And that would be fucking awesome. Like I've said many times, Michigan football is the only team that I actually give a fuck about. And I was heartbroken to learn that this season got canceled, especially given that the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 are still going to be playing. So if all of this pressure, specifically from Ohio State, who seem to be really, really keen on playing because they got a national championship level squad, if all of that pressure can force the Big Ten to make a winter season possible, I am all here for it. But like with everything during COVID, I expect the unexpected and I am attached to nothing. We're just going to have to wait and see. 